0: Today's verse is Romans two twenty five. For circumcision indeed is of value if you obey the law, but if you break the law, your circumcision becomes uncircumcision. This is Jonathan Porter. Thanks for listening to Remnant, my daily verse by verse devotional. We're working our way through Paul's letter to the Romans, one verse at a time. Um, So in my ESV Study Bible, this starts a new paragraph. This uh, paragraph is going to deal. Is going to uh, Paul is switching from telling the, the the Jewish leaders of the church in Rome that they've broken the law. Now he's going to say you've broken your covenant. Um, so we're going to talk about circumcision being their like the marker for their covenant with God uh, for the next few days. Um, so first, first he says they they've. Um, They've broken the law. Now he said. Now he's saying you've voided your your covenant. So um, circumcision was extremely important to the to the Jewish people back then. The things I've read say like you really can't overstate how the Jewish people felt about um, their circumcision. It was a big deal to them, Um, and so this concept of being uncircumcised is like would have been like revolting to. Um, to the, to the readers. Um, And so to help explain this to us, I've got a, um, we've got a guest today. It's a, he's a, he's a um, physician. Who's going to talk about the surgical procedure that, that, that they do today to uncircumcise people. No, I'm just kidding. Um, That that's not, no. Uh, So back then, uh, but between the, when the uh, old Testament was written and Jesus came, there was uh, a, a Syrian King named, Antiochus Epiphanes, um, and this Syrian king, he banned circumcision in, uh, in Palestine as, um, as part of an attempt to outlaw Judaism. Uh, he wanted, he, you know, he did not like the Jewish people. He wanted to get them out of there. And so the way he did that was to say that circumcision was banned Uh, And figured that would drive the drive the Jewish people out, and it actually had the opposite uh, effect. It actually had this effect where the 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 Jewish people became like emboldened. Um, Yeah, I think a lot of that sort of stays today. I mean, think think if um, I mean, there's a lot of examples. I'm not going to go through any, but there's a lot of examples where if the government tried to come, you know, stop you from doing something, you you might the thing that they tried to take from you might become like a um uh, an image of your of your of your people I know that when Russia invaded Ukraine that Ukraine Ukraine flag got flown everywhere as a symbol of like national pride and support for uh, for them um so you know there there are, there are times when um, when you're trying to be stripped of something that it becomes more of a more of a symbol, and that's what happened to circumcision back then. the The, the Jewish people they they said, "Okay, well, you're trying to take this thing, this gift from God, showing our covenant with God from us. We're going to value that even more." Um, and so, circumcision to them was a big deal, um, but it was um you know the and, and what paul is saying here is that that circumcision is um is of value so the, the this verse starts for circumcision indeed is of value if you obey the law but only if you obey the law that that second half of that first phrase is important it it is of value if you obey the law so the the word that paul uses in greek is uh Ophelia, and and that means literally is of profit so he's telling the jews like your circumcision, your covenant with God is of profit to you, but only if you obey the law, only if you obey God's word. And they weren't. We've, we've talked about that. The, the, the Jewish people were not in a lot of different ways. Um, that's the same with uh, covenants today. Um, you know, I'm. I'm not a um uh, I'm not a real estate lawyer by any stretch. I took like one property class my first year of law school and then learned about restrictive covenants for like a week and then I haven't thought of it since then. So um don't rely on anything I'm about to say as legal advice because I am this is like a decade old uh, information in my head. Um, so restrictive covenants when when you're setting up when people set up like neighborhoods Um, when they're going to subdivide a piece of property, you can place it in a restrictive covenant. And then everyone who buys property from, from then on is, is sort of agreeing to those same things. Like you can say, all right, no one can build more than a two story house. No one can build, um, you know, multifamily, no one can build multifamily property here. Uh, everyone has to have a manicured lawn, and you can't have campers in the yard, and you can't have boats seen from the road, stuff like that. My neighborhood growing up had a lot of those. There was a um, a lot of you know things that everyone had agreed to to live by. Um, but if if no one is enforcing them, if, this may be right. If, I don't. I believe that if no one is enforcing those, if if everyone puts a camper in their driveway, then you can't go to one person and say you you can't. Um, you, you can't have that camp in your driveway. Everyone has sort of waived it because, um, because you're not living up to it. And that's what, um, so that, that's how restrictive covenants, um, I believe that's how they work today. Um, this covenant that God had with the, with his people, with the, um, with, with, with the Jewish people was the same way. It's only good if you, if you, if you, if you abide by it and they weren't, they weren't doing that. Um, so uh what I want to what I want you to think about here is I mean I, the the people listening to this probably don't don't think of circumcision as part of their identity. I don't think many people have on their, you know, Twitter handle that um, you know, circumcised or uncircumcised. I don't think that's really how we think of ourselves these days. But but instead substitute something that you value uh and then read it again. So for example, Um, carrying your Bible, let, let me read it saying, saying carrying around your Bible for carrying around your Bible with you indeed is of value. If you obey the, if you obey your Bible, but if you break the law, if you break the, um, the things that your Bible tells you to do and not to do, then carrying around your Bible becomes like you're not carrying around your Bible. That's what this verse is saying is if you're just carrying it around, if you're just using it as part of your identity, then that's not enough. Um, and uh, you've got to let it change. You got to let that Bible that you're carrying around change who you are on the inside. Let it transform who you are. Um, so we're going to talk about this concept. Timothy Keller talks, talks about this uh, paragraph as the dead orthodoxy uh, paragraph. And essentially what that means is that we're, Orthodox in all of the ways that you're we're we're technically, you know in the in the wheelhouse of of what the Bible tells us to do But it's not It's not transforming people the way it should a lot of people just let it Let themselves show uh, demonstrate to the world that they're Christians that their Bible that they're carrying the Bible that they're going to church But they're not acting like it Uh, he says that You know a lot of people they these days they trust in Christianity more than they trust in Christ so my challenge for you today is to figure out: Does your identity as a Christian matter more than your relationship with God and your relationship with other people? Because that's the that, that's what Jesus said were the the two greatest commandments: love the Lord your God, and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, th- those are the two. Those are the two greatest. ones. It doesn't say. He um, doesn't say make sure you you know put a Jesus fish on your car and. Um, you know, wear a wear a a, a Jesus shirt or, or do a you know daily devotion that that you tell your friends about. he does that, that. Those things are not what's important. The important one is to love. Is to love. And when you do worship, to do it in secret. That's another. Um, that's another thing that Jesus said is not to do this in public. You should do this in private. You shouldn't be doing these things to be seen doing them. You should do them in private because you actually love the Lord. Um, so that's my challenge for you today. We're going to talk more about this in the coming days, but, um, just that's my challenge is think about whether you're putting your trust in Christianity and being seen as a Christian, or if you're putting your trust in Christ. And I hope that today you'll realize that important distinction and you'll put your trust in Christ instead. Um, and I'm going to try to do the same. So thank you for joining us. Come back tomorrow. We'll talk more about this.